It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 682, Decluttering as Zen Meditation, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net, and I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. Happy Monday, hope you're having a great start to your week, and welcome to Optimal Living Daily, where I narrate the best blogs I can get permission from to help you optimize your life. Today's post is from the massively successful blog, Zen Habits. But before we get into it, thank you to FreshBooks for sponsoring this episode. FreshBooks, the cloud accounting company, lets you invoice people, you can track all your expenses and more, and you can try out all of their features for free for a month without entering a credit card. Just come by freshbooks.com living and enter Optimal Living Daily in the How'd You Hear About a section. For now, let's jump right in as we optimize your life. Decluttering as Zen Meditation by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Decluttering your home or workspace can often seem overwhelming, but in truth, it can be as peaceful as meditation and can be a way to practice living mindfully and in the moment. Decluttering can be your zazen, as it is often mine. Recently, I was honored with a chance to speak to a class at the San Francisco Zen Center with the wonderful Zen priest, Susan O'Connell, one of my favorite people in the world and my favorite movie star friend. I talked with the Zen students about decluttering and a couple things stood out for me as I talked. Number one, clutter is a manifestation of A, holding on to the past, and B, fear of what might happen in the future. Two, letting go of clutter is a way to live more mindfully and in the present. And three, the act of decluttering itself can be a mindfulness practice. Let's talk about each one of those things briefly. Clutter is holding on to the past or fear of the future. Why do we have clutter in the first place? Why do we keep it when we don't really need it? Maybe we think we do need it for two reasons. One, we don't wanna let go of the past. Often clutter comes in the form of emotional attachment to objects that have significance to us. They might remind us of a loved one or a vacation or a special event like a birthday, funeral, graduation, etc. It might be a gift from someone. All of this is living in the past. I'm not saying we should forget about the past, but letting go of these objects, and they're only objects, they're not the events or loved ones themselves, It is a way of releasing our hold on the past. It's a way of living more in the present. I never forget the past, but it's not a place I try to dwell. Two, we're afraid of the future. Clutter might be things we think we might need sometime in the future. We hold on to them just in case. Overpacking for a trip is a good example. We bring more than we really need just in case we need them. It's the same in our houses. We have a ton of things we don't really need or use just in case. We're afraid of being unprepared for the future, but the truth is we can never be totally prepared. We can't control the outcome of the future, and trying to do so means that we're never really living in the present moment. We're always preparing for what might or might not come. Look at your clutter carefully, one object at a time, and ask yourself why you're holding on to each object. It's probably for one of these two reasons, if you're honest. By the way, books are usually examples of one of these two reasons. We hold on to books we've already read as trophies of our reading accomplishments. We hold on to books we might read in the future, but probably won't, with the optimism that our future selves are going to be more amazing readers than we've ever been in the past. In truth, you only need three or four books, the ones you might read in the next month. Then after you've read those, donate those books to charity and check out a few books from the library. Let go of clutter to live mindfully. So if clutter's holding on to the past and fearing the future, How can we live in the present instead? 
I slowly get rid of clutter, and in doing so, I release my mind of these attachments and fears. It's a liberating process. Clutter is a physical embodiment of these attachments and fears, emotional stuff that we don't realize we have. By decluttering, we are clearing ourselves of these tangled webs. And when I've gotten rid of clutter, I'm freed. I can forget about those things and live instead in this moment. I can fully appreciate life as it happens instead of looking back on what has happened before or looking forward to what might happen later. It's of course possible to live in the moment even if you have clutter. There is no prerequisite to mindful living. But decluttering can be a beautiful process of helping ourselves let go of the things we don't realize we're holding on to. Clutter as mindfulness practice. And so as I declutter, not only am I freeing myself up to live in the present, I am living in the present during the process of decluttering. It's a form of zazen, which is sitting meditation, but at its core, zazen is really a way to practice being mindful. It's a way to prepare us for dealing mindfully with the rest of the things we do in life. And really, anything can be used as a way to practice mindfulness. I've often used running and walking, but also washing dishes and sweeping. And decluttering is one of the best mindfulness practices in my experience. Here's how I do it. One, pick one cluttered flat surface. It can be a tabletop, countertop, shelf, the top of a dresser, floor of a closet, floor of a room, just a section of that floor to start with. Don't worry about all the rest of your cluttered spaces for now. Just pick this one space. Small is good. Two, clear that surface. Take everything off and pile it on the floor or another table. Clean the surface while it's clear. Wipe it with a cloth slowly and mindfully. Three, take one object from the pile. Forget about the entire pile. Just look at that one object. Ask yourself why you have it. Is it for emotional reasons or do you really use it? Is it for just in case? When was the last time you used it? If you don't really need or use it, put it in a box for donation or trash it. If you do really use it, put it in another pile to be put back on your now clean surface. If you're on the fence and can't bear to give something up, put it in a maybe box and put that box away for six months. Mark the date on your calendar. Four, repeat one object at a time. Practice doing this mindfully. Make a decision with each object. Keep, donate, or maybe box. No waffling or putting off decisions. Deal with each object once, then move on. Five. Put the objects back and make a home for each one. Each object needs to have a spot that is its home and you should always put those objects back in their homes. If you can't find a home for an object, you don't have space for it. Donate the items in the donation box and put away the maybe box. Eventually, you won't need a maybe box as you get good at this. Learn to focus on one thing at a time mindfully and deal with each object once. This is a good practice for doing things in the rest of your life. You just listened to the post titled Decluttering as Zen Meditation by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And big thanks again to my sponsor for today's episode, FreshBooks. I do use FreshBooks. My favorite tool of theirs is expense tracking because that's something I've been doing for seven years for personal expenses. And their solution is much, much better than mine. What I like about it is how easy it is to use. It's very intuitive. The FreshBooks app lets you enter expenses on the go and take pictures of your receipts so you don't have to worry about carrying and losing them. It's a great way to keep organized and then it connects to your account on the web so if you're at home, you can enter expenses that way too. There are also reports and it's all super easy to categorize and so easy to figure out. You don't even need the instructions and that's just one tool that FreshBooks offers. 
That doesn't include time tracking, invoicing, and more. Try all of them for free for a month without entering a credit card, so no worries there. Just come by freshbooks.com living to try it. And when they ask you, how'd you hear about us? Enter Optimal Living Daily. And I'll leave it there for today. Hope you're having a great start to your week and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.